I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. Hi. Hello, hello. This is the competent businesswoman and the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I still really like that name. I think it's such a great name. So we just dropped off our oldest girl at a new school. Look at you leaning in with some life facts to start off the podcast. Listen, okay. So I've been listening to our friend Amy Porterfield's podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, which is a great podcast, by the way. And like I notice as a listener, first of all, I know Amy, so I know details of her life already. However, as a listener, like when I put on my podcast listener hat, I really enjoy it when she shares the little details of her life. And so I realized that like me thinking people don't care is probably wrong because I'm interested even in hearing the details of somebody's life that I already know some of the details of. And so, yes, I am sharing a little behind the scenes. I mean, I'm not all business. It's not like, okay, P.S. So I've had this photograph of ice since I lived in New York City. I bought this photograph as one of the first pieces of original art I've ever purchased. And there haven't been that many of them. That's going to be like another chapter in our lives when we get into art. But anyway, and I love it because I love ice. I'm one of those people I love to chew ice. I don't do it a lot anymore, but I did a lot when I was pregnant. And I know it has to do with mineral deficiency and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, my mom always did too. She used to eat the sand from her pond growing up because <laughs> of the minerals. So anyway, I had this picture of ice that I loved and Mike has never liked it. And we recently got rid of it and I we took it down. It's still sitting. Okay. Well, we took it down, but we're going to get rid of it because he doesn't like it. And I realized this picture sort of reflects like from a feng shui energetic standpoint, this picture represents a part of my personality that isn't like my favorite part, even though I love all parts of myself. I'm working. On, I could love this part a little bit more, which is I can be a little ice queen ish. And I think that, you know, you're always wanting to just like shoot the shit on the podcast. And I'm like, we have an outline, like, let's do it. So anyway, now that we got rid of the ice picture, maybe I can be a little less icy and share a little bit more of our lives. Anywho. I think it's changed things, honestly. You think so? Yeah, things are a lot like uh, more, I would say, I don't know, calmer, but I feel like having an ice picture in your living room, I think things have uh, gotten better. Just yeah. removing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so too. No, things have been great lately. <laughs> so, we got I, this picture of Penelope's art framed that she made at the school. It's beautiful. Like it's beautiful. people walk into our house and are like, wow, where did you get that? And like, wow, my preschooler made it. A <laughs> we have no idea how she did it, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's gorgeous. So Kate got it framed. And it's then like I, abstract with watercolors. Really yeah, beautiful. tested hanging it where uh, this weekend where the ice picture was and I dropped it and cracked the corner. So we have to get it fixed. <laughs> but anywho, anyway, go so back to... I, Oh, anyway, we just dropped Penelope off at a new school. It was sort of this very like, and then last night when we picked her up at her other school, her teacher who she's had since she was, who's been babysitting her since she was nine months old and who she's had every day, basically, since she was a year 
gave us this little photo book of all of her time there at this little daycare preschool. And we both cried and it's like, you know, and then I sat at dinner and (laughs) was like, before you know it, our kids are going to be going away to college and getting married. (laughs) It's just, you know, like life is so impermanent. It just, everything is just changing all the time. I mean, this is a cliche because it's true, but we just have to enjoy where we are because it's going to be over in a hot minute. So anyway, she started a new school. She was nervous, but she did great. So I'm excited to hear how she does at the end of the day. I know she's going to love it. Yeah. So her and Ruby are separate. Now they're at separate schools. Which is good. I think it's good for them, but it's also sad. Yep. It's all good and sad at the same time. Okay. That's part of I also just want to say, we could do a whole other episode on this, but several times yesterday, I just felt these waves of sadness about Penelope's last day and her changing schools and, you know, her getting older and just change in general. And she was, you know, on FaceTime with a friend of hers who moved away, who was like her best friend since they were a year old, just like a lot of sadness. And, and I have, I just like, when I feel sad, I cry. I was reading somebody's post on Instagram And she said that she was, she was feeling really sad and she was resisting the urge to cry and like went and did something else instead, which she was writing about as though that was better, which is fine. Everyone can make their own choices. But I just want to say for anybody who's like resisting the urge to cry or apologizing for crying or feeling like crying is somehow a sign of weakness or feeling sad. Like just if you feel your emotions in the moment, they move right along and then you'll feel differently pretty quickly. Like Mike and I just stood in the kitchen last night and hugged and cried for a minute because we were sad about Penelope and the change. And then it was, then, you know, we let it, we felt it and then we moved on. So just a plug for feeling how you feel (laughs) instead of trying to move away from it. It's true. Yeah. Men don't say crying. We say, I've become emotional. Okay. Getting emotional. But there's just like a <laughs> lot of kidding, times when people like, apologize. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm feeling so emotional. And I'm like, why is that? Why are we apologizing for feeling the way we feel? Life is heartbreaking. Yeah. If your heart is not broken, you are numb. <laughs> it's true. So feel it. It's part of the deal. Yep. Okay. That is totally not what we're talking about today. No, but I, I, I mean, just a second that, but even no, and what I'm saying about dudes, it's like, it's a kind of a joke, but it's very true. I hear, I watch, I watch like a lot of documentaries and interviews and listen to, you know, these things. And I, you see this all the time about guys We're like, oh, I'm just getting so emotional or I got emotional and we have a hard time being like, it's we like having a guy say like, I cried. Because it's a sign of, you know, in the past has been a sign of weakness or, you know, whatever, right? It's this machismo masculine thing is like, we don't show emotions or we don't cry or you break down, you cry. Like it's a defense mechanism. It's armor that we, that we carry around to think we're tough. But here's the thing. If somebody feels really confident and grounded in themselves they're probably not going to have a shame attack for feeling emotional. No. So to me, letting yourself feel the way you feel 
and not apologizing for it and letting it move through is actually a sign of tremendous strength because it means that you're not basing your value on your ability to have it together at all times, which P.S. nobody does. No. And if they look like they do, they're lying. <laughs> okay. Great. What are we talking about today? Well, we are doing a review from the U.K., our well, I know, but we should review. give them a subject of what we're doing. Oh, uh, well, okay, so maybe they read the title of the podcast, but maybe if they, they did not, today we are talking about how Mike and I do our year-end review and annual planning. So we did an episode on this a couple of years ago, but it is time for an update because we are better at it, our practices have improved, and things have evolved. So we are sharing the latest and greatest of our year-end review and annual planning. And I also have to tell you something else about that. But first, we're going to do our review. All right. So we have moved over to the United Kingdom. And it's the first two are funny. They're funny? Yeah. Well, the name by who who wrote them. So I don't actually know who wrote them. But we're going to go down the reviews. And once again, you can leave a review on iTunes. iTunes is where I'm reading these. So please do leave a review. Please leave a review. And one thing is you don't necessarily have to say how amazing Mike is. You can just talk about I know it's it's yeah, I know guys and gals. It's uh, Mike's amazing. Anyway, you can just if you have a question for us that you would like us to answer on a future episode. This is a great way to communicate with us that we can see. I know some people have DM me some ideas. We are definitely of ideas too. Yeah. But if it's like something, you know, short, we can always just answer that right as we're reading the review. So it's also a great way to just ask us a question if you have one. Also, Um, while we're talking about doing things, please subscribe. Yeah. Get that subscription. Hit that button. Then you won't miss any episodes. And sometimes we do do bonus episodes that only people who subscribe will hear about. It is true. Look at us. We are plugging. Yeah. Plug the Katie Mike show. Mm-hmm. We are the competent businesswoman and the other guy. Okay, so this is this is from smiley face, side face, frown face. So the, it was a whole bunch of emojis faces. Inspiration without overwhelm. I love you both, and I love your podcast. The best people to learn from when doing less and achieving more is your aim. Having met you both in person, I can confirm you are yourselves, whether it's on your podcast or in your origin membership or in person. So refreshing. Thank you for being you and what you do. You give me what I need to keep working at, quote, it, without constantly feeling overwhelmed. Nice. That's amazing. I like uh, whoever you are, because we don't know your name. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the review. Okay, so we have sexy underscore eyes. Oh, I love Kate and Mike. That's who left this review. That I love that. You know, you never know. You like you can create these names like a long time ago, and they stick with. It's like your uh, aim. Your oh my god. You your want, aim names from back in the day that I created when I was twelve. Schneikers. What is that? <laughs> that was my username. Or my aim name, my AOL Instant Messenger. And then it was my email, schneikers at, gmail, at AOL.com. Until like, I don't know. I think I let that email die in college. But do you remember what yours was? I do. I don't want to know I what it is. I don't know if it's appropriate. Yeah, don't. I think it's fine. I'll just say it. I don't want to said know. a lot of other inappropriate oh, things. Lord. It was MTBB15. And then it was, there's a reason I can explain this in a second. But it's like, it was Mike Twat's big boat is 15 years old. The big boat was my car and everybody in school used to call me twat because of Watts. It was like this name. I didn't really like, I didn't take offense to it. And, uh, 
then this kid that was actually kind of started the whole thing, he got in trouble because we had a science teacher named Mr. Watt, same last name, but without an S. He heard him call me that one day in the classroom and then pulled him in and was like, this is not appropriate. So that's how it all Well, it's not with. appropriate because it's underlying that is tremendous misogyny. Yes, correct. So that's why it's really offensive, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that now. I know. I didn't understand that was in seventh grade. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. in case that wasn't obvious to our listeners, mm. because twat is a slang word, a derogatory slang word that you call somebody, but it's also, you know, the name for the female genitalia. So calling somebody, you know, a derogatory name for the female genitalia is inherently hate against women. Yeah. Well, and yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so now I uh, I don't use that name anymore. I, I, I am aware. <laughs> Things. Let's see. And then we also have another one from Tony CC. Loving it. I only recently... You didn't read the sexy eyes one. Oh, whoops. Yeah, okay. Back to sexy eyes. Kate and Mike are a source of so much useful information, knowledge, and wisdom. I love that Kate replies to me when I comment on her Facebook Live videos. I almost feel like I know them as personal friends. There is also a feeling that they genuinely care and want to help. They have a very entertaining double act thing going on. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you. I love that. We want you to feel like we are friends. I know that we might, we are not going to be able to meet everybody who listens to the podcast, but our intention is to feel like this is a friendly conversation that's really approachable. Because that way you can take action on it. Sometimes when the conversations are like overly perfect or elevated or whatever, then for me, I'll listen and I'm like, well, I could never do that. So I'm not even going to try. I mean, that's not really where my mindset is, but sometimes, you know. Agreed. All right. So then we'll have, well, this will be the last one today. And then we have Tony CC. I or Her title was Loving It. I only recently started listening, but I'm really enjoying the... This was the August podcast listening adventure. Oh, cool. So I'm a little behind and I haven't managed to get on the Facebook lives, but I would love to, but I love what you're talking about in this podcast. It's really great to hear real life information, not just you must do this stuff, which is typical for business advice. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with all of us. You must do this stuff. We should call our podcast. You must do this stuff. You must do. But it is okay. that it's very true. Like I've actually stopped listening to podcasts before because every episode was more things I felt like I needed to do. Right. I and so also did. Yes. Right. And sometimes so every episode I was like, wow, I haven't even, you know, it's like sometimes I would listen to podcasts for inter like a lot of times for entertainment where it's just like driving like what's the, the tea with RuPaul yeah, uh, and yeah, Michelle, Michelle Visage. They spent the whole morning talking about. Uh, Michelle does not wear underwear and RuPaul wears underwear <laughs> and then why he sits down when he goes to the bathroom instead of standing at a urinal to pee and then what it's like for what they have to go through when they're not wearing underwear and then why her daughters Michelle's daughters make fun of her because she doesn't wear underwear like it's just like this it's hysterical Amazing. and so they were talking about how um, the new Queer Eye series is out from Japan we're when they were in Japan to, to dive in. So we have not watched it yet, but they were, it was a big promotion for Queer Eye on this episode okay. about how. Did they have any of the guys on? No, it just talked it like, it's pretty, it's kind of like what you shared about starting this episode off where you don't have to make that much, like you don't have to make that much change 
to feel different in what you're doing. Because if you watch Queer Eye, like just a dude getting a haircut I know. changes his entire it's look, dramatic. right? And for us to remove the ice picture from the living room changes the feeling of what you're walking into. It does. So it's just like that type of little changes. Yeah, it's little changes. Big results. Can, yeah, exactly. Wow, look at that. That's okay. another great app name for something. Maybe Did you I'll, just okay it? Maybe I'll write a book called Little Changes, Big Results. I probably won't. Okay. <laughs> Somebody can. Somebody can. Take it. Steal it. <laughs> yeah. And send it to us when you're done with it. Okay. So now before we dive into the year end review and annual planning, I just want to say for our origin members who are listening, I created a custom curriculum for you of past origin lessons that would be optimal if you're setting aside some time to do your year end review and annual planning. So there's like a a small handful, maybe like five origin lessons, most of our origin how-to lessons are 30 minutes or less that you can dive into complete with handouts to guide you in your process. And so if you're an origin member, you have access to that. The post is pinned at the top of the Facebook group. If you're not an origin member and you want to have access to that, we are doing a waitlist opening very soon. And you can go over to Origin Collective dot com to get on the wait list. This will not be promoted on social. This will not be promoted to our larger email list. So I'm giving you the insider information, origincollective.com, and then you'll be notified when enrollment is open, which will be for a hot minute. Okay. So now to our process. So Mike and I have this big book that every year We set aside, we used to set aside a day and then we realized that wasn't enough. And then we added a couple days and then that wasn't enough. And now we have a full week planned for our year end review and annual planning because I believe it is that important. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily take us a full week, but if we go to lunch, right? we'll go to lunch sometime. (laughs) Like if we finish, we'll go to the movies. Yeah. You know, stuff will come up in there. Like if it happens, if a kid's going to be sick, then we're not doing this like eight to four for five days. No, we'll go to lunch. We go to. Yeah, we hang out. But it's a it's a pause at the end of the year to really take stock, because what ends up happening is that so many of us are so focused on getting somewhere else that we never acknowledge where we've gotten already. And when you're always focused on being somewhere that you're not, you miss out on where you are. You'll feel like it's never enough forever. And so this practice really helps us to pause at the end of the year and be like, wow, look at how far we've come. Wow. Look at the lessons we've learned. Let's integrate them. Let's really talk about them and digest them. And then let's plan our year from the place of acknowledging the lessons that we learned rather than just focusing on more, more, more bigger goals, you know, bigger, better, more, because sometimes bigger, better, more is not the goal. You know, sometimes simplification and doing less and creating more space are the goals. And I know for us, it's taken years to get out of the habit of doing too much. And I would say we're still on that journey. Yep. I mean, I a hundred percent wrote my book for me. Yeah. You wrote a book called do less. So that's not a... <laughs> I know. And so I think in 2019, we made progress. We I agree. Because right now, I will say, so we're recording this now in sort of mid-November. I am so happy that for the next six weeks of the year, 
we really are just, we have a lot of space. Mm -hmm. There's no big promotions. We're not like trying to get anything out the door. I mean, yesterday I sat for a long time at my kitchen island eating soup and reading a book in the middle of a workday. And then I turned on the fireplace and I talked to a friend on the phone. I mean, that is life. <laughs> it was really nice. So just that spaciousness feels really good. And I know for sure that we are able to change our habits and create the life and business that we really want because we pay attention to what we're learning and we don't just keep barreling forward without taking stock. You know, and I also, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but last year, this time last year was very challenging because I was sick leading into 2019. So the start of this year and with me getting sick, we'll talk about this in future episodes, but it forced me to slow down, you know, like it was a thing that forced me to slow down. And so leading into this year, I was like, I enjoyed the slowing down, even though it was very painful. It was nice to slow down because I haven't felt that. I don't know the last time. I mean, I've been working since like I had a paper out in sixth grade. So pretty much since I was in sixth grade, I have been working. So I don't know when I can think back to slowing down. Like it never entered my brain or my body whatsoever. And so now having the effect of what that went through last year and how nice that was, that was forced upon us, you know, it was as a family. And then I think the second piece to this year that allowed us to feel, because having space at the end of the year is not something that we have felt before. I don't think since no. we've been together, I don't think it's been relaxing. Well, coming I into think the it would be actually really great if we do this episode now on yeah. our process and then we record another episode after we've actually done it. Yes. To share yes. some of our 2019 right. lessons and some of our plans for 2020 after we've actually done the process. Agreed. That would be really fun. And but the other piece I'll just say to that that I was gonna finish here is it's what your first book was about, money the way we described earlier about changing the way that we've done finances has created a tremendous amount of ease leading into 2020. And we have never felt that when it came to no. dealing with our financial situation. And it's situation. actually where I'm starting with our origin mastermind and incubator members. That's yes. We're starting with that financial foundation yep. because it's everything. And every one-on-one -on -one client I had, we always started there That's too. That's so good. Because we avoid it's like, it's, it's chasing that more process and you no, know, but if you don't create a container for it, you'll never feel like it's enough. Correct. I have a question for you. Do you think you said you've never slowed down since you were 12? Do you think that your use of substances was an unconscious way of getting the space and slowing down? Well, probably. I've never thought about it that way. I mean, I, but when you're using substances, you're not slowing down. Yeah, but you're not working. And it's like an escape valve. Yeah, but I wanted to be the best, like the best party you could possibly be when you're on substances too, right? So it became this. this but other, I guess but, I don't mean slowing down, but like, I wonder, and it may not be true for you, but I just wonder how many people use alcohol and drugs oh, yeah. mm. as a way, as an escape valve from our culture's obsession with being busy all the time. And then you pour yourself a glass of wine or you light up a joint and you get to actually like, it's like the only way you'll give yourself permission to stop. Yeah. When you phrase it that way, 100%. Yeah. It was the, and I see this all the time. You think of, it's like, oh, it's five o'clock. Let's go out and, mm -hmm. you know, and this is a cultural thing that we need these substances to relax. Right. And 
to me, I think it was, there was running from pain that needed to be dealt with or kind of running from the life that I currently lived. And it was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of factors that, that dove into that, but I, I feel like that is a, that is an escape thing. Oh, a hundred percent. The culture exists into right. Sports is another thing that we dive ourselves into movies TV. you know, there's a lot of whatever our vice of choice is. Yeah, for sure. All right. So here's how our process goes just to get into the meat of it. So we have this big book that we've been using. Mike and I have been doing this together since our first year was 2013. So that was the year we got engaged. Is that true? No, we got engaged in 2014. No, we got married in 2014. We got married. In yes. 2014. Yeah, Penelope right. was born yep. in 2015. Yep. So I think this is the first year we officially did it. It is the first year. I think it's the first year we, before that we would talk about it, but this time we but actually we like legitimately it. wrote it down and had a structure to it. Okay, cool. So we have this. And so this, so this year will be our sixth year and we need a new book this year because this book is almost full, which is pretty yeah. exciting. So I would we, say we don't need to give them, we just give them the highlights of what we actually do. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to go through this. So we yeah, just, yeah, okay. I'm not going to read them our whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm just going to give them the steps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first thing we do is we do a, a review of the previous year, looking at our Google calendar. So we go through month by month and say like, Oh, we went on this trip. Oh, mm-hmm. this key event happened. Oh, this key win happened. So we go month by month. We Be- actually label it January through December. Yep. And we write down bullet points of key events, lessons, trips, whatever, each month. So you might be listening to this and you don't have a business and you'd be like, well, should I do this for my family? Yeah. Yes. A lot of like, the stuff we put is is personal. Yes. We mix it all So together. we mix it together. We have business and personal in here, but I feel like there's a lot of... So I've noticed this theme recently, especially with dudes, and I know you can validate what I'm about to say because we've had multiple conversations about this, but... There's this thing with like guys will go to their job and it'd be very structured and calendars and meetings, but then they come home and they don't have a clue what's going on. We have no idea when the kids are going to school. We have no idea what the plans are. I got to check in with the calendar where like, I got to check it with my wife or my partner to figure out what's happening. Like just t- totally out to lunch. And so it's this place of... The way I've been thinking about this in the last couple of weeks is as structured as we are in business, we map out from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, we have this meeting, we're doing this project. Like that needs to be translated and converted over to when you walk in your private house, like your personal life. Like your life is also a business, right? You have multiple dynamics. You might have multiple kids who are, you can call your employees, but they're not really right. But it's like your kids are somewhat like your employees, you're helping them, you're, you know, doing whatever. And it's like, then you might have animals. And if you have pets, like that's a whole nother ball game and we choose not to have pets. Right. So, and then I have Kate, right. That's here. And then she has me, like there's two dynamics that are taking place here. Then you have schools then you have doctors and you have all these other things. So helping doing a year end review of this, can is helpful for the personal family to be like, look at how much stuff we did this year and then look what took place. And then also helps get the household on the same vision for what's about to take place in 2020. I also want to say for those of you where you're like, I can't take a week off to do this at the end of the year. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be. Mike and I have evolved to that point over six years 
We also really love this process. It's actually such a great time for us just to connect yes. and take stock of our lives. So we choose to do that, but that's been over time and we run our own company so we can. If you don't have that ability, take an afternoon, take an hour. You don't, you know, start where you are. You don't just, and use this as inspiration. If you're not going to do the full enchilada, there's nothing wrong with that. We started much smaller than this. Okay. So then we do our 2018 roundup. This was inspired by Chris Gillibo and his annual planning. So we do a roundup of how many trips we took, income, our list size, our, well, actually we never filled in the revenue and profit numbers because we were still waiting for them for the accountant. This is what happens most of the time is we put a section for those numbers and then we don't fill them in. Maybe but this no. year, we, because we end up getting the numbers back in January. Right, but what we end account. up doing, what we did last year, is this the same thing happened. And then we'll just, so when we meet this year, we'll just fill we in what fill the it final in from numbers last year. were And then year. we can compare. So we do our list size, revenue, profit, charitable contributions, our podcast numbers, and then social media numbers at the end of the year. And so that just helps us look at growth. And then we, when we go over in these different categories, our business, what went well, what didn't go well. Travel, what went well, what didn't go well, finances, our marriage, our family, community and friends, health and fitness, Mike overall, and Kate overall. And then we identify our key lessons from the year. And then we each do our top three highlights of 2018 as well. So those are the categories that we do. So that's our 2018 review. Do we want to say that again or no? Like that was fast. Okay. I'll review. So these are what we, we use. This is our categories. This is our life categories. Your life categories can be anything you want. So our 2018 roundup includes the number of trips we took, our list size, our revenue, our profit, our charitable contributions, our podcast numbers, and social media. So mm-hmm. those are kind of like, that's our quantifiable. Yep. Now our qualifiable. So that's quantity. Now we're going into our quality. Yeah. That's, I get confused about those words. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Great. I mean, and you're by the, the way, like, the if nerd, you so. want this all <laughs> mapped out for you, there's a whole like I map it out with a handout and a whole guide within the origin membership. So you can have that. You just have to get on the wait list to enroll. Yeah. OK, so then our our categories are our business and we go through these different categories and then what went well, what didn't go well. You do whatever categories you want. But this is what we do. Our business, travel, finances, our marriage, family community and friends, health and fitness, and then Mike overall and Kate overall. And so what went well in each of those categories, what didn't go well. And then we go through and identify our key lessons from 2018 and then the top three highlights of 2018 for each of each, us. Each of us. What was, uh, what's like the top two things we wrote down for lessons from 2018? 2018, how fragile health is. If we don't have our health, we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, slowing down, especially decisions, slowing down, especially around decision making and really having a lot of awakening around the importance of social justice work. Those are Those were some of them. Mm -hmm. Then we get into our 2019 intentions. So first category we did was what we'd like to do differently in 2019 than we did in 2018. So that's sort of just a comparison. And then we each wrote down a word for the year. And then what was mine? your word was kindness. Mm. I think I have accomplished that. Mm-hmm. And my word was devotion. I guess I shouldn't be accomplishing kindness. Right? That no. doesn't make kindness sense. Kindness is a state of being, <laughs> not an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. I think I am doing a good job of 
being kind to myself, which means it's resonating out to other people. Yeah. Oh. So then we write a list of intentions and then we write a list of goals. So intentions are a little bit more qualitative. Goals are more quantitative. And I have a whole goal setting, exactly how we set goals lesson in origin. And then that's it. Now, I will say the other thing we do as a company is we map out our whole promotional calendar for 2020. So we know what speaking gigs there are, what launches we have Mm -hmm. going on, what promos we have going on. It's not 100% mapped out. I would say it's like 60% mapped out before the year starts because things come up, we get new ideas. I don't like to be rigid about it. But we do have an overall framework. Like we know kind of what's happening through October of 2020 already. And a lot of this can change. So, you know, like the whole, but at least this is, we're putting preliminary things down on a piece of paper. So what we have done in the past for a calendar in the house, we get one of those erasable 12 month calendars, what we used previously. But now what we just purchased is a 30 day erasable calendar, one for each month. So we have 12 of them now. And then we'll, we have a room, we have a wall big enough to put 12 calendars in our basement, in our basement. And so we are going to map out the whole year with these calendars on the walls. And just that way we can visually see what's taking place and what's overlapping, et cetera. And we did an episode last week on how to use strategic planning to plan 2020 to get better results with less stress. So that was more business focused today's episode was a little yes. bit more of an integration. So that's our that's our whole process that we do. And it really does because we end up having a lot of conversations along the way because we kind of reflect and review. You know, we like to be spacious about this. We don't like to be, you know, it's really a sweet time. The Christmas tree is up. We can sit by the fire, we can go take a break and go to the movies or go out to lunch. It's just a sweet time to be together. The kids are in childcare and we really love it. I look forward to it every yeah. single year. And it's cool to look back because one of the the funnest parts of this, it, like Kate was reading off all the stuff from, we haven't looked at this book since last year. No, right? just looking through some of our goals. But P.S. like what we did not hit goals? all of our goals. Give me a And goal. that's totally fine. But like you put what you think you're going to do. And, and then, then often we do other things. Yeah. And it's also cool to look at like, oh, remember we did that. And so this way... What do we got? Give me a goal. So our goal was to make $2 million in revenue. So to double our business, which we did not do. (laughs) But we came in way more profitable than... So even though we didn't double our revenue, I don't know that we doubled our profit from last year, but we significantly... I bet you we doubled our profit. When we look. We don't have the numbers yet. Because last year was really tough... You know, we've somewhat been... So, some of our profit went to pay for last year's investments that we had to make, yep. I guess you could say. And and so, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think definitely the numbers are going to look better this year. We're not going to hit $2 million. Definitely um, at the end of this year, we have more money in the bank than we've ever had before. And that yes. feels really good. Yes. Mike and I, finally, it has taken us, folks, years, 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 years. We finally My broke the life. habit. Yeah of making more money and then spending to meet the making more money so that it always sort of felt like we hadn't changed. And now we broke that habit in 2019. We'll talk more about that. It was profit first. That book is like, it would change the game for us. And it was that 100% changed the game. 
So it ne- it's what we needed for our, because there's multiple different philosophies when it comes to managing your money, but it was like, it's what we needed for us mm-hmm. because now it, it's like we're holding every dollar that comes in, it's being split up to go to certain buckets. And so it's changed the, yeah, it's changed the game. But that's journey started a long time ago, right? It started in 2012 when we started, you know, it's like when you started the idea for Money Love Story, when I started actually looking at how much debt I had, you know, then paying off the student loans and like going down that trajectory. And even just like the stories that still come in today from Money, A Love Story of people paying off debt. Like oh my it's gosh, incredible. so many of them came in last it's week incredible. In, in particular yeah. about people paying off debt through changing their relationship it's to towards money. the end of the year. So people have been really, you know, really paying attention cool. to it. And it's like, and it's just starting somewhere with it, whether it's planning the calendar, like what we're talking about now or planning your year or reviewing your year, or if it was dealing with your money, like it's the, yeah, it's an, it's incredible space. And like Kate said, you don't have to spend like we're taking a week this year but this is the sixth year we've done this Mm -hmm. and we're taking a year for us too like it's a week for us a week for us and then we're also at the tail end of that week mike and i are going to miami for a long weekend yeah baby to this really nice hotel so mike's parents are coming for christmas and we are taking three nights you um, are taking sexy eyes on a trip (laughs) by ourselves (laughs) in miami so that'll be kind of like the pinnacle of this planning process and review process is uh, hanging out on the beach in Miami. So that'll be really fun. Well, I got to book those plane tickets. Yeah, we do. I keep about that. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's what we've got for you folks. We would love to hear from you. Just hit us up on social and on the posts that I do about this episode. You can always DM us. I'm curious what, and also you can yep. leave a comment on the blog at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast. What do you do for your year end review and annual planning? I love to hear other people's ideas and what they do, because that's how our process morphs over time. I get, we get new ideas in the moment we get them. So we're really excited and happy planning to you again. If you want access to those extra resources that I've created exclusively for our origin members around year-end review and annual planning, goal setting, pruning. There's all kinds of really great stuff in there, how to prioritize. Then just go to origincollective.com so that you can get in when we do our kind of secret wait list mm-hmm. opening. Great. And in, in review, I would say to really maximize a planning ritual this year, right now is stop listening to the recording, pick a date, put it in the calendar, Block, you know, it block it off. We have done it. I would, I highly recommend to do it by the end of the year because yeah, after we tried to do it one do year it, between Christmas and New Year's, we've done it before Christmas and it was and New really stressful. a couple of times. Yeah. I would highly recommend to do it before Christmas because between Christmas and New Year's gets really, there's a lot happening in people's lives. Whether you believe in Christmas or not, it's still a very busy time of year for the world, let's say. And so just like really factor that into your planning. And then once January 1st hits. I love that you said whether you believe in Christmas or not. It's sort of whether you celebrate Christmas oh, or celebrate, not. Oh, celebrate. Yes. It, okay. I don't know if, I don't know if Christmas's existence is up for debate. Like Christmas happens. <laughs> I don't. It's not a matter I mean, of do I believe. I mean, do you believe in, in the traditions of yeah, Christmas? Yeah, that's what I would say. Is something else. I would say <laughs> we celebrate more of a pagan Christmas. Although Penelope did sit at the kitchen island the other day and look at me and she said, Mama, Mama, Jesus made me. And I was like, what? 
who told you that? Because we do not talk about Jesus. Like, it was just like, oh, oh, my goodness. That it was such a funny moment. Anyway, so she picked that Jesus up somewhere. Um, I was like, I said, honey, you know, I'm really not sure if we believe that, but you do get to choose whatever beliefs you want. So, you know, if you learn more about Jesus and you want to believe that, that's fine. But just so you know, like, I'm not sure daddy and I believe that. Are you Jesus then? Since you made Well, exactly. I want to be like, girl, I made you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. It, uh... (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, pick a date, right? Whether you believe whether Christmas you believe in Christmas or not, <laughs> you could do it on Christmas. You know, it's it's calm. You know, there's just not, there's not a lot of people oh, around. Uh, Christmas is also oh, a fantastic day to right. travel. Kate is singing on podcast two days and two episodes in a row. Go. You got to sing louder for the microphone to pick it up. Okay. Holy and <laughs> so tender and mild. Okay. And so pick your date, right? If that you're working with a partner on this is make sure they're available on that date. You could start with one day if you want to put two days in the calendar because it maybe it'll only take you one day. And then just get a notebook. We don't use this notebook for anything else. This is only used for planning. It purposes. comes off the shelf one time a year. Yes. One time a year. And you know, I'm just going to put it out here. Maybe for 2020, we could actually review our goals list every quarter. So we make sure that we are moving towards those goals. Well, yes, because <laughs> here's what Mike and I do. We put our goals and intentions and a lot of them happen, but some of them don't. And so if we were to review it quarterly for 2020, because there is a seasonal quarterly check-in built into the do less planner. So we're going to start doing yep. this together. I'm so excited about this particular. Oh, spread. we haven't talked about the planner yet. I know. There's a planner. I was so busy plugging Origin, I forgot to say that we made a planner. Yeah, we'll um, do. We should do a special, just a podcast episode, just on the like. It, it'd be like you just talking about it to say it's available. Totally. Yeah. We we sort of like did a that. couple minutes. No, it'll be a, oh, couple, a couple just minutes. a bonus, like a episode. promo bonus. Yeah. Okay, got it. Anyway, so I think that it would be great if we did a quarterly check in on our goals, not so that we like hold our toes to the fire, but so that we check in and say, is this goal still feeling relevant? Like, does this still want to be our focus, or does it not? Yeah. And then. And we would just do that both personally as, you know, just the two of us. And then as a company, this just in folks, if you read your goals, you're more likely <laughs> to achieve them. So maybe we will take out this book quarterly instead well, of just once a year. <laughs> we won't have to because we're changing the way. So or this year was about changing the way we've managed money. 2020 is about changing the way we've been running our company. And so because of the fact that we're doing this planning, this is also a, it also goes into how we're managing our goals and desires. So as it moves forward, this will be, we won't actually have to open the book because we're all going to write it down at the end of the year anyway. And then we'll be, we'll always be able to come back to that. Good so point. I do like your always uh, improving folks. Yes. Always improving. So anyway, so you plan, let me just finish out the, I was, this was supposed to be a quick wrap up and now we've got really, so pick your date, pick your notebook. If you're doing it with a partner, pick your partner, <laughs> pick your partner to make sure that they're available, you know, and you could do this with another, like a friend. If you're in a thruple. If you're in a thruple, 
pick Get, both partners everyone <laughs> however many partners you're with bring them all in and this during this planning process you might have to eliminate some partners you know it'd be like oh yeah no and then just like we gave you our categories and our framework basically was taken from chris gillibo and his i would say it was we modified we modified by chris what his, gillibo the way he does it we modified it to our liking so the way we do it modify it to what fits for you maybe you don't have to do i do recommend though doing every month that has been very valuable for us is to go back, look at your calendar. Well, this is all the cool things we did throughout the year. Here's all the things that didn't go well through the year, you know, during that time. And then when it comes to the business categories, et cetera, you can just break it down. And then, so get that on the calendar. And then I'm going to challenge you for extra credit to put Some on the calendar. Some people just got really excited. I know. People like me. <laughs> put on the calendar for 2020 your year-end review and annual planning a year in advance and hold that time sacred so that you don't feel stressed and pushed. That's what happened last year. I put a full week on the calendar a year in advance. And as a result, we've organized all of our promotions and our whole company around it. So there's zero time pressure. Like we have space. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Wow. I do you remember talking about a good one. I did. <laughs> I married up, people. I married up. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been a pleasure. So I did mention the planner briefly. It's available. You can get it at katenorthup.com forward slash planner. Ba-boom. We've, we had the first day, we had like 80 sales in the first day or something. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. Well, because especially since given the fact that we only emailed it to a list of about 800. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was more. I mean, I think that that's a relevant piece of information to share. Anyway, they're selling like hotcakes. There's about 600 planners left. Well, at the time of this recording. Yes, correct. Right. So if you're listening to it. By the time it it comes out, there are less than that. Yes, correct. Okay. As we're recording this right now. Great. So just get it sooner than later. Thanks, folks. (laughs) Bye. The Do Less Planner will be available for pre-order so soon. But in the meantime, if you want to get on the wait list to be one of the very first people to hear when this gorgeous planner becomes available for pre-order because we're doing a very limited first run and they will sell out fast, then you can head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash planner to get on the wait list to hear when the pre-order is ready katenorthup.com forward slash planner.